0: Welcome to the One Heart Podcast from Concordia University, St. Paul, where we share the stories at the heart of our CSP community. Greetings, listeners, and thank you for listening to the One Heart Podcast from Concordia University, St. Paul. I'm your host, Billy Schultz. Today's guest is Pastor Tom Gunderman, CSP's university pastor. In this interview, you'll learn more about his family history at CSP, his journey into the ministry, and his love for CSP today. His passion for serving our community in so many different ways. I'm so excited for you to hear from Pastor Tom, and I'm pleased to welcome him to the One Heart Podcast. Thank you for being with me today, Tom. Surely, a pleasure to be here. Yes. Well, let's get to know you a little bit and I'd like you to share about your your formative years, uh time growing up, education, where you've lived, and how you got on this journey to uh become a pastor. Uh sure, yeah. So
1: uh, I am um uh, I just shared in chapel a, a little bit ago that I've been an LCMS Lutheran since nine months before I was born. <laughs> My mom and dad were students here at Concordia St. Paul, and uh, dad is a pastor. Mom, mom graduated from CSP and was a Lutheran school teacher. Uh, they served in Madison, where I was born. My uh, Arcadia first is where they were, and then Madison, Wisconsin, which is where I was born. Moved to New Hope, Minnesota when I was two, uh, and they, they dad accepted a call to Beautiful Savior Lutheran Church, which is where I did most of my Growing up, so I was the youngest of four, and uh, a lot of pastor's kids I think uh struggle, they, they don't enjoy being a pastor's kid. Uh, I can't, I can honestly say there was not a moment that I remember that I really didn't love uh, being a pastor's kid. Um, mm-hmm. Vern Gunderman is my papa, and uh, it was just uh, I just loved it, I just enjoyed um Um, being a pastor's kid and loved it. uh, And I wrestled with it forever, whether uh, what my path would be. Um, I can say that my parents uh, were thoroughly thrilled when I did decide to become a pastor, but they did not Mm -hmm. necessarily encourage it. Uh, In fact, I remember my dad saying to me at one point when I was maybe 20 or so, 20 years old, he said, if you can think of something else to do, do it <laughs> not not necessarily as a command my my hunch was that he he had a lot of classmates and friends who who struggled or or had uh, difficult ministries um and he did too he had uh episodes but uh but he um um but i really didn't uh, you know i wanted to be a farmer for a while and then a christian rock and roll musician and uh <laughs> uh toyed in both of those but uh it was my, my uncle, Barry Hinky, who, who some listeners might might remember or know. He was the LCMS pastor as well, district president in Oklahoma, and also a CSP grad. Mm-hmm. Great friends with Emmy Treichel. Um, He passed away about a year ago. But my uncle Barry and I were talking once. I was probably a little older than them, than 20, maybe 21, 22. And I said to my uncle Barry on the family farm and, uh, at a Christmas gathering, He asked me what I was thinking, and he and he said, um, and I said to him, my my uncle who was was a pastor. I said, I just don't think I can be my dad. Mm. And he burst out laughing, and he said, Of course you can't, Tom, (laughs) and he can't be you either. Uh, And that was kind of a life changing conversation for me. Mm. Um, Very very hinky, crazy sense of humor, super unique pastor, uh, but him just saying that short little phrase. Uh, really kind of set my course for the rest of my life. so so that's a little bit of my uh, formative years. I ended up um, here at Concordia St Paul uh, as the, in the in the same position you had Billy at one point and Shelly schwamm and and many others in the campus ministry intern or associate position mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, and honestly, President Holtz at the time took me under his wing, took me out for lunch a couple of times that year, and just kind of encouraged me in my in my walk too.
0: So, very cool, very cool. So, I I, I know this story, but but uh, main listeners don't know that you took a a non traditional route to uh, ordination as a pastor. Uh, can you share a little bit about that experience and um, and those early years of pastoral ministry for you? Sure.
1: I So, I yeah, I, de- I definitely did not do a straight line. <laughs> um, I wanted to do a straight line, but God wires us all differently. And, <laughs> uh, and I ended up doing a, a year with the Lutheran uh, Youth Encounter, and then another year with Lutheran Volunteer Corps, and then a year here at Concordia St. Paul in campus ministry. Uh, and then they ended up at trinity first actually steve stolman who was a, a lcms pastor and, the, and theology faculty for for many many years um connected me to trinity first which is which was a great life lesson and ministry lesson i could be wrong about this and if anyone's listening um that was on the the partners and ministry board or the the minnesota south district board i think they had interviewed uh around I I heard the number 17 that I wasn't the 17th choice uh for that position I I don't like oh, I've never seen a list but it but for young church workers who want to be the first choice and the perfect choice and the perfect fit uh maybe number 17's okay <laughs> <laughs> I had no ego attached to being picked number 17 that was for sure but I ended up at Trinity first and that came with a uh, what was at the time called the delta program which is now called the smp program and i've been through a couple of different versions uh since then and that was a six-year program a, basically a six-year grad school working full-time i married amy um amy schaefer in 1998 who was also a csp grad i am not by the way uh, but amy was a dco graduate at the time uh, we married we bought a house for less than a car in South Minneapolis, and uh, and lived there for seven years, and loved the Trinity First Ministry, and and graduated from Delta program, uh, and from Trinity First, ended up uh, at Peace Lutheran Church in Robbinsdale on the northwest side um, for six years, then Western New York uh, in Rochester at Faith Lutheran Church in Penfield for just <clears throat> just over three years, and then uh, and then got to call got the call to Concordia St. Paul and have been back here now for about 10 and a half. Hard to, hard to fathom.
0: Yeah. It's been a, been a fast decade, right? Of, of time serving at CSP. Um, yeah. So what drew you when CSP issued you the call to serve here? What drew you? I mean, obviously we can say the Holy Spirit did, but, but can you remember things about the experience? Obviously you have familiarity with the university, um, from, from your various experiences and family connections, but what was about, what what, what was it about CSP that really um, seemed like the right place to come to? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I could say, i
1: we'll, we'll see how this goes. I'll, I'll say a couple of things um, to reveal a little bit of my heart of what, uh, of what I walked through in those years. Um, one, I, I have I have been a C, I have been in love with CSP my whole life since I mm. since I can remember. Again, my parents uh, came to beautiful Savior and which now in Plymouth when I was two, and they were very involved as alumni. They came down here. I remember uh, homecoming parades up Syndicate Avenue here and running down the hallways and Margaret Rickers and Jane Wilkie and a number of other uh, people at the time. Mike Flynn, <clears throat> I just loved being on campus. Uh, and then when it came time for me to go to school to college, I ended up I ended up going to Valparaiso, which was um, full disclosure. Not, I I nest not it, it shows where I was in my growth at the time. I was not necessarily in favor of that decision. <laughs> in <laughs> hindsight, I really I really wanted to be here. Um, And that showed itself in a number of ways. I ended up at Trinity first and having a bunch of field workers in the DCO and DC program and at at peace in in Robbinsdale, Kevin Brinkman, Bethany Paulus, Bethany Ramsey's now, uh, Ingrid Johnson, uh, Joel Zander, a number of other um, field workers that were just great. I did chapel occasionally, maybe once a year here at CSP in those Trinity first years and peace in Robbinsdale. The so then we ended up in new york a wonderful congregation faith in penfield we took the call there um leaving uh we deeply loved trinity first we deeply loved the experience at peace in robbinsdale and so we ended up accepting the call uh and uh we and faith penfield at the time was a fairly um conflicted congregation we knew that going in. It was a large, uh, mid-sized congregation, a second-ring suburb kind of congregation, a white-collar congregation, kind of everything that Tom Gunderman isn't. <laughs> and and again, we, we loved it there. Um, uh, Peter Johnson is the pastor there. He, we called him as a DCE. Lyle Hegemeier is a DCE there. Donna, mm-hmm. Donna Kayser, a youth worker, just a wonderful staff, Diane Christensen, Elizabeth. In the music department just a wonderful staff um but a conflicted congregation and about two years in there after after a whole lot of just taking taking stuff from that congregation uh, i looked at amy my wife and kind of confessed and i guess this is a little vulnerable sharing on a live stream for people who might listen but i but i i felt deeply that we were an, an unintentional interim Mm. At Faith in Penfield, um, and that that helped me there. I think do good ministry, uh, and then after kind of that realization, we were still there a year later with no calls or no no plans to leave. But it just it just helped the way I approach ministry. Um, Tom Reese gave me a phone call. Who was the president at CSP? And I I literally almost dropped the phone um because we we i missed uh, i missed minnesota a lot we missed the culture here the the people the church uh we bought it, we, we we had a dog and we named her soda because we missed minnesota <laughs> <laughs> i followed the twins the vikings the wild the everything everything in minnesota i just i just missed deeply um we so as you are probably were Billy, and, and maybe some listeners know and it's certainly public information but um a second cousin of mine ended up with the call, Jeff Clater, who I was sure was going to take it. He did not. Uh, and he's a, a wonderful head pastor and Memorial Lutheran in St. Louis now and doing great ministry, but he declined the call. So I was, uh, believe it or not, I was the 17th choice then for Concordia St. Paul. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, ended up, I ended up getting the call the next time. And I remember very clearly where I was. I was in Rochester uh, as a pastor there at Faith and Penfield, and I was in, in an old hospital uh, on the south side of Rochester, New York, in a building that I had many times noted looked exactly like the staircases in Meyer Hall here at Concordia oh St. Paul. And I loved walking down those those hallways because it's just old school. Uh, they didn't clean it very well, <laughs> but it just reminded me of of the hallways of Concordia St. Paul and and just the old part of the Midway here. And kind of the, the ruggedness, the the urbanness, that we're going to make it through re- no matter what kind of vibe mm-hmm. that, that I remembered from Concordia St. Paul. So I was doing a hospital visit the day where I got the phone call, uh, that I had the call. And, uh, and the short version, this is the long version that we're in the midst of, but the short version is, in my heart, it was like 10 seconds that I knew... Uh, that we would accept that call Amy also had an inquiry uh at the same time from um from partners and missioners to Hewitt that they were doing a lot of work at Trinity first where we were Amy and I had been uh for seven years so she was very excited about that opportunity I was off the charts excited about this opportunity so so that's that
0: <laughs> yeah so so you accept the call and and you came in what uh 2013 that's right a- uh, yeah, that, that academic yep. year. Yeah. Yep. So um, obviously we know CSP has changed a lot in the in the past uh, 10, 11 years. Um, so so I'd love for you to reflect on how your ministry has changed amidst the changing CSP um, from when you started to uh, where you're at today. Yeah, we, so we, <clears throat> we, I think we
1: received the call in August, a terrible time. For church workers to receive that, and we accepted. I think within maybe two weeks, which which is not not long, but, but kind of short for a congregation too. We ended up, and and then school started here for my kids like a a week after we accepted the call. So we left very quickly. I actually drove the kids here. Um, CSP provided a place for us in, in uh, Holtz Hall, so we lived in 103, I think, I don't remember the name, <laughs> right, right next to where the ghettos used to live, where Heidi and Jeff used to live, uh, where Marte lives now, I believe. Um, and getting to know the student body was really was really uh, surprising to me. Again, I had done the interview, I had been here, gone through a pretty extensive process with all the, the stakeholders. remember the Schulers, Mark and Rhoda, Rich Carter... Uh, Dr. Menneke, Tom Reese himself. Um, so I knew a lot about CSP from my growing up years and my pastor years. But but meeting the student body and the the diversity of the student body and mm. seeing them face to face was it, it was a mission call. It was a call to be a missionary mm-hmm. in a very unique uh, setting in an institution that is thoroughly Lutheran, Christ alone, word alone, grace alone, Um and founded in the confession, but also an incredibly diverse student body with a with a crazy uh, opportunity mm-hmm. for outreach.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I just I felt God's hand, uh, what God had led Amy and I through at Trinity first at Peace and Robbinsdale, and then the the high expectations and the white collar experience of um, Penfield was kind of like. CSP all combined, (laughs) the grid of the urban setting and the high expectations of of Division II athletics and everything that CSP had become, um, I felt like God had kind of set the table for ministry here. And since then, Billy, as you know, our student body has doubled. We have moved. Most of our students are online, so that's a huge opportunity for CSP to be a gospel light in a very unique way, in a in a setting of a Lutheran higher edu- edu- education, um, and as many have have fallen in love with CSP, and equal amounts of numbers of people have criticized CSP for this statement of Christ is honored, all are welcome. Lutheran convictions inform intellectual inquiry and academic pursuits. Um, that's what I fell in love with. Hmm. Um, and it's not a, a, you know, we talk we talk about it till we're blue in the face, but it's not a, we don't see it as a nuanced to get away with whatever we can. We see it as a biblical mandate, what Jesus would have us do in the midway between Minneapolis and St. Paul and Minnesota to be a gospel light uh, through this school. So the 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 situation now for me, though, from when I first came to today, is fascinating and i think we're probably going there with another question but um when when we moved here my kids were were young and now they are they are 10 years older 11 almost 11 years older Um, my oldest has my oldest two noah and kayla said they would never come to csp when we were when they were living in the dorm here and then these three four five six years before they chose they both ended up coming here and and loved it, but the, I'll I'll, can, I'll I'll share that that experience, not only the shifts in our in our student body, and what CSP has become, but the experience of watching my own children go through the college years, mm. uh, just taught me a ton about ministry, about what students go through. Um, my my kids, we live three blocks away, mm-hmm. and they were they were. Finding their way and lonely, mm-hmm. and wanting to have people know their names, <laughs> and that that experience and and and, th- and again, my kids with every home court advantage being yeah. <laughs> students here to identify and be a little more to take more initiation with students in the hallway, calling, trying to learn names, trying to welcome, trying to invite, and not be bashful mm-hmm. about it, not be oh, let them figure it out, and then we do need to do that, obviously. The, we can't force people to do anything, but but that that experience of watching my kids go through it um, helps me, I, I think, understand a little bit more of the college ex, uh, experience for our students.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful. Um, let's talk more. We'll, we'll jump around with these questions here. What's, let's talk more about that family connection and the fact that your family uh, has been so much a part of this ministry experience at CSP. Um, I know we've had conversations about this before, but but if you could share with the listeners, what has it been like to, to to have like your children be serving alongside of you in ministry um as they've served their peers at CSP? What what has that experience been like for you? Yeah. I uh
1: I I consider myself uh extremely wealthy. Like Wealthy beyond wealthy in the riches that God has blessed ministry in general, but doing the walking through these years with, um, Kayla and Noah and my youngest Eva is going to be a freshman next year. So pressure's on, (laughs) (laughs) but we, but it's just been such a rich, a rich experience. Um, a thousand times I have pinched myself and said, I can't believe this is happening. Um, it was not always that way when they when they you know parents and i know billy you're a young you're a young dad and your your children college years are a significant amount of time away <laughs> away from today but god gives us those years to prepare for saying goodbye and so i has this huge list amy and i have this long list of oh this is going to hurt when they leave <laughs> uh-huh. and this huge list of worries about them going to school wherever they would end up and then they both make the decision to come to CSP, and now we can put that list away. And now there's this whole different list of worries <laughs> about what what is life going to be like with them right on top of me yeah. and me right on top of them. So we established a rule. I, I especially with Kayla, but Noah too. Uh, I think Noah kind of caught on. I kind of said to Kayla, "You let me know, Kayla." when you don't want to beat me to be somewhere and I will not be there. <laughs> and uh, I can honestly say not a single time did that happen, but they, they both jumped in. They both led, they both, they were both presidents of 908 Kayla led Holden for three and a half years following Beth and Sam White's uh, time here. Noah is leading Cornerstone, helping out with Embers uh, doing, he's a president of 908 uh, currently and there. uh they both have probably missed a total combined 10 days of of chapel out of their (laughs) potential probably two thousand days of chapel Uh evening and morning so it's 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 been magical um not only that but but someone like dr mennicki who was amy my wife's choir director in the mid-90s also was the director for kayla and noah here um dr schuler's uh and on and on the the family vibe here. I should mention too that that I get a big kick out of um, uh, Dr. Robin Gale and Dr. Mark Cushman are both uh, cousins as well, and uh, it's just it's just fun to see them. Uh, also noteworthy though that uh, that we often call CSP a family, mm-hmm. and for many of us that's 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 real. Uh, it's a confession of faith. But it's but it's also you know we believe we believe in Adam and and Eve and we believe in Noah and his wife and we we are literally family. <laughs> every student you know going to the biblical mandate every student here, no matter what skin color, no matter what language no matter what background, no matter what belief we are related we are a family mm-hmm. uh and we can literally when we see each other when anyone can see anyone in the hallway we can jump up and down and say, hey hey cause mm-hmm. how's it going? Um, but obviously the, the deeper connection for for CSP is our connection of of faith and what that means to us in, in belief in Jesus as our savior. So yeah. yeah. The having the having the kids here has been been thoroughly um uh like I said, I, I do feel I I don't have the most money in the world, but I I feel like I God has given given me riches beyond <laughs> vastly beyond what I deserve and certainly mm-hmm. is a great gift of God.
0: Oh, such a blessing, such a blessing. So you've mentioned a few uh, through through your answers, some of the um, worship opportunities that that students have at CSP. Um, and would love for you to unpack the overall menu of opportunities that students have as well as our faculty and staff to engage in uh spiritual life at CSP, both, um, chapel services, bible studies and other engagement opportunities. Uh what is what does CSP ministry look like today?
1: Yeah, this is an important question Billy. So thanks for asking that. We we um um we we take seriously the history and the tradition of the church. And by that I mean we do all kinds of worship. Um a guitar guitar has a long tradition in our Lutheran Church Missouri Synod uh, and and to speak to our confessions of article 7 and I'm not I am just this is just off the top of my head it just came up in our lunch downstairs article 7 that says it is it is enough to agree on doctrine as our church body and teaching we do not have to have unified ceremonies which are man made um we get criticism for having guitars in In chapel, and we get criticism for doing morning prayer and matins and using the organ in chapel. So Mm -hmm. we have ten chapel services a week. We have students that want to do more than that, (laughs) Uh, and we do morning prayer. We do matins. We do Compline. We have a campfire experience, and it gives us an opportunity. uh, and And I'll say, my as a as a dad, I see my daughter being incredibly equipped she's at a church in montreal right now and can fully support what they're doing Um, having had a vast array of experiences here at csp we don't want to um, cause consternation we don't want to force students to to devote in a way that they're not comfortable but we also want to be clear about who we are as a church body and that is the the doctrine the stuff the words the lyrics are super important mm-hmm. we do not want to err there um we want to focus on Jesus uh in his call for, in his call for us and and use the chapel services as a way to, to 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 hold up a mirror and say you are we are sinners that have been saved by Jesus so we're Saints and sinners all at the same time. Uh, we're saved by grace through faith in Christ. Uh, so
0: that's a little bit, <laughs> yeah. And and beyond the the chapel services, what other opportunities uh, does our community have to to grow as uh, disciples of Christ?
1: Uh, so Anna Gruen is my ministry partner as of last May. She's sneaking up on one year in ministry and super thankful for her. Anna has a deeply devoted heart to Christ in our Lutheran Confessions and a and a massive heart. Um, for those who don't know Jesus uh, and and our our the one new event that we're doing this year is uh, is a chai dosti event Wednesday Wednesday afternoons that uh, basically an open tea fellowship event that has some focused questions and discussion questions that point to faith uh, for our for our uh, 800 or whatever it is I don't exactly know right now, students from India. Yeah, some of them are Christian. Um, the most are not. So this opportunity is one of the things that we're doing to to be a, um, to do mission on campus and invite people to know the Lord. We have ongoing Bible studies Monday night. Um, uh, we have men's and women's Bible study. Uh, Tuesday night is a prayer room. Uh, Mark Cushman in the Department of Theology and Ministry does Solus Christus, a book reading and Christian leadership mentoring program on, on uh, Monday nights as well. And then new this year, <laughs> which has just been an incredible blessing is uh, appetizers and theologianizers, uh, <laughs> uh club that studies the Book of Concord. Um, wow. And in my first in my first couple of years, certainly we've always had students that would be interested in that. but we have uh, we have a critical mass now <laughs> that is really interested and it has been great. It's been super fun. Uh, so those are a couple of the opportunities that happen outside of chapel uh, for ministry on campus.
0: Yeah, I think the opportunities just continue to grow, right? The Taking advantage of um, opportunities to reach out to our our significant population of international students. Just so many exciting ways to uh, both equip those who uh, already know Jesus and connect with those who uh, haven't yet met him or have only heard about him through their theology classes. Um, it's just such powerful ministry, powerful opportunities that you and Anna and the, the whole campus community have to to uh yeah truly i think live out our our mission and promise through your work i am super thankful to be a, a small part of it yeah yeah it's uh it's such a gift right to to be at csp i really thankful for your leadership and and just want to close with one final question for you um and that is what do you love most about serving at csp
1: that is difficult to answer I love, um, I love so many things about our school. I love going, uh, we did, we did a, we did a play this last weekend. I love going to plays. I love going to the athletic games, being a ministry presence support. I love praying before the football team runs out onto the field. I love praying with the team, uh, doing the chain gang at football games. I love doing chapel. <laughs> we do 10 chapel services a week. So we're usually recovering from, or preparing for, um, I, I love preaching, uh, If I'm not organized, it can be three or four a week. Uh, If I'm, if I am well organized, it can be one every other week. (laughs) Uh, But I love including, I love being a place where we invite uh, DCEs and pastors from the area to be part of ministry and Mm -hmm. and classes on campus. Uh, I love that we are a global campus. Uh, We, we have a reach that is beyond our, you know, the faculty that I remember as a kid, if, if they could just plop in here for a day, first of all, they'd be overwhelmed by so many things. <laughs> but but also the opportunity to have a global impact uh, is be, is just an unbelievable opportunity that that uh, was beyond the wildest dreams of faculty here for for decades and decades. I love the fact that uh, that we are an established church body. I love our heritage um lately i've loved studying the history of concordia saint paul uh 100 years ago we're wrestling with the german language and yeah. can we switch to english god's god speaks german how are we gonna but we made it through and 50 years ago honestly 50 years ago uh february 19th now is the 50th anniversary of the walk out of the seminary mm-hmm. which was brutal and terrifying but also clarifying of who we are as a church by too so saying a bunch of things about what I love in Gordy St. Paul and the people that I serve alongside with uh, faithful followers of Christ.
0: Amen to that. Um, Thank you so much for your time today, sharing your heart uh, with our listeners. Uh, Thank you for the great work that you do uh, serving our students, faculty, and staff at CSP and uh, pray God's richest blessings as we uh, wrap up this 131st academic year in just a couple of months. Amen. Thanks for having me, Bill. Thank you for listening to the One Heart Podcast. We invite you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and consider sharing with a friend. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the One Heart Podcast are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Concordia University St. Paul. The material information presented herein is for general information purposes only. The Concordia University St. Paul name All forms and abbreviations are property of Concordia University St. Paul, and using them does not imply endorsement of or opposition to any specific organization, product, or service.